Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is episode 52. This is your host, Brandon Lachance, and I am pumped up for this show. I mean, let's face it. When you think of spring, what is the number one thing that pops to your head? If you're a sports guy or a sports woman, probably number one or number two, you're going to say baseball. And it is happening right now. This is a very awesome show. Not only are we going to kick off the baseball season, we're going to do it University of Illinois style with head coach Dan Hartlib and sophomore pitcher Tyra Barchik, who is also a Hall alum, helped lead the Red Devils to the 2018 Class 2A Championship. Have both of them on this show talking about University of Illinois, what baseball means to them, all kinds of stuff. This is going to be a Baseball Illinois fantastic episode. I'm pumped for it, if you couldn't tell. It was awesome for both of them to take time out of their schedule to speak with us at the Edge of URC podcast. The Fighting Illini left this morning on Friday for a three-game road trip on the East Coast. We go into all the details of the three games they already played last week and the road trip they're on now. Not going to do a super long intro. I know I kind of always say that and then it gets long because I like to talk. But this one is actually going to be short. Just want to remind the listeners about the St. Bede softball team's annual fish fry. It will be from 4 to 8 p.m. on February 28th at LaSalle VFW. The cost is $10 for fish, for fries, and coleslaw, and carryouts are available. The state wrestling tournament kicked off yesterday. Day two's today. Tomorrow is the medal rounds. Lots of awesomeness going on. The local guys in the tournament have wrestled well. I know Ashton Kellett, the 145-pounder from LaSalle, Peru, is in the wrestleback quarterfinals tomorrow. He is going for a third place finish. That's what he's hoping for. Also at the state tournament with Ashton Kellett are LaSalle Peru 126-pounder Aiden Sines, 220-pounder Brock Neal, and 285, the heavyweight, Peyton Perino. Also at the state tournament is Putnam County Hall sophomore Connor Brooker and Ottawa's 132-pound Luke Fleming. So hopefully those guys are doing well, staying alive, having fun at the wrestling mats under the spotlight in Champagne. Again, this is a Champagne-loaded show. State Wrestling's there, University of Illinois baseball head coach Dan Hartlub, and pitcher Tyra Barchik. Just want to wish everybody a good weekend. Like I said, it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday, right upon us. Have a good time. Be safe. Be careful. Enjoy your sports. Class 1A and 2A girls basketball still going on in the super sectionals are, are now. Sectionals were last night. Most of them anyway. So we're getting to the nitty gritty down to the final eight there. And then of course, Class 3A and 4A are rounding up their regional tournaments this week. And next week is the start of Class 1A and 2A boys basketball. Lots of stuff going on. Fun, exciting time to be alive. Isn't it always though? Yeah, it always is. Don't forget to follow us, like us, share us on Facebook at Edge of Your Seat Podcast or Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Don't know where you're listening to this one. 
If you'd like to share us word of mouth or even through social media with friends, family, other people that like podcasts, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Well, that's enough of me. Enjoy the guests. Until next time, peace. It is still February. It's kind of cold, but baseball is upon us. Thank you. We love some baseball. I am lucky enough to have University of Illinois baseball coach Dan Hartlib with me. How's it going, coach? Great. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. No problem. Glad to be on. First thing I want to talk about, during the preseason, you were named the coach of the decade in the Big Ten. How does that make you feel as a coach and things that you've been able to do with the Illini? You know, it's, it's a very, very nice honor. Something's very humbling. The portion that, that uh, people need to understand is, you know, the honor and recognition went by my name. But we've had so many great assistant coaches, um, so many great players that have gone out on the field and actually done all the work to, to be successful. Uh, you know, we've had great support. There's so many people that, that go into a program having success. And that's an honor that, you know, should be spread amongst a lot of different people. Um, you know, I'm proud of it. But again, it's, it's a, you know, it's a group award. And the group moving forward is two local representatives for our area. You have Cam McDonald, who you had last year as a freshman, and Tyra Barchik, who came from Parkland College this year, both from Hall High School in Spring Valley. We'll start with Cam. Last year, he was able to lead the Illini in a couple categories, including game started. I believe he was the only Illini to start in every single game for you this year. Talk about him coming back and what you expect from Mr. McDonald. Well, Cam did a great job for us a year ago. You know, he, he works extremely hard. He gives us some versatility where he can play multiple positions. Uh, you know, had a little bit of a, of a setback this year where, where he had a, a hamstring injury, uh, you know, throughout the winter. And finally nursed that back to where he's almost 100%. You know, he's a, a player that can have a great impact on our team. Uh, he's got a very, very good mentality and, and loves to compete. Uh, you know, been a very, very important part of our program uh, for a year and a half and, and look forward to, you know, his future in our program. You were talking about his versatility last year. I think he was in center. He was in left. He was at third. Played pretty much everywhere for you. Where would you like him to predominantly be this season? That is a tough question because as I've talked to our coaches, I always like to have one or two people that, that can play all over the field. Uh, that way, if you have injuries, if you have somebody that maybe scuffle and needs to sit a little bit to slow the game down, if you start making changes late in the game, having someone that's versatile can play multiple places is extremely valuable. So I'm not uh, set on Cam, you know, just, just having a, a particular and singular home. I like the fact that he's versatile and, and we can move him around. It just helps you as a coach when you try to manage a game. I looked at the results for the games that you played so far. You guys are 1-2 and two with a 3-2 and two win over Milwaukee, a 10-2 loss to Seton Hall, and then a 5-3 loss to number 18-ranked Wake Forest. All these games played in Winston-Salem, North Carolina over the weekend. And I seen that Cam was in the cleanup spot batting number four. Is that where you'd like him to be offensively or, again, just wherever he fits in to be the most productive? You know, it's still a work in progress. We have so many new guys on our team, and you know, we really don't have a lot of experience on this team. I think we're talented. There's some things that, that I need to learn about the group. The only way you learn those is by going out and, and playing in games. The lineup over the next couple of weeks, I think, you know, will change somewhat. But I would like to get to a point where, you know, we have a little bit of consistency with, with what I'm doing. So when guys go to the ballpark, they have a little bit of a feel. You know, he did hit fourth in one game, and 
I'm not sure that will continue to be that way moving forward. I just, uh, again, I need to see what he does. I need to see what some other people do and, and try to, you know, put a lineup together that helps us score runs at a high level. Also from that 2018 Hall State Championship team is Tyra Barczyk. He was their ace pitcher and did some damage playing for Parkland last year. Was awarded Pitcher of the Year. So bringing him into your squad and your pitching rotation, how do you feel about how he is, you know, produced or showed you so far? Well, Ty's been someone that has come in and done a, a really good job uh, from the start. Liked what he did in the fall. He's a strike thrower. He works quickly. Very, very competitive. Uh, you know, has a really good slider that uh, you know is an out pitch. So it's a three pitch pitcher. First outing, I thought he did a really good job. Was in command. He got into a little bit of trouble early and was very composed. Worked his way out of that uh, you know that tough situation, tough spot. Uh, I think he's a pitcher that you know has a great upside to him, and and I'm really excited about uh, his abilities and what he can do to help us win games. And that start that you were talking about was Saturday against Seton Hall, correct? Correct. He got five innings in. It looked like he did, you know, a pretty solid job. I talked to him, I think it was after his Parkland season. He hadn't yet committed to University of Illinois or decided that he was going to go there. But, you know, it sounded like he was going to leave Parkland. When I did talk to him a little bit after that, he said, hey, I'm just trying to work myself into the rotation, see where I fall. And he ends up starting the second game. Was that because of how hard he worked in the offseason and maybe some tryouts or practices that you saw? Well, there's a number of things that go into putting a pitching staff together. Uh, some things they can control as individuals, and, and you know that's their basic individual performance. Some of the things that they can't control as much is what everybody's doing around them. Well, sometimes uh, guys are great starters, but they can't handle things on the back end from a mental standpoint. And, you, you know, your closer has to have a, a special mentality. And so there's so many things, again, that go into what kind of dictates where you use guys. The thing that, that I like about Ty is that, uh, you know, he pounds a strike zone, multiple pitches for a strike. He works quickly. He's got some durability where he can go, you know, more than two or three innings, which helps him and, and has helped make the, the decision on him being a guy that's, you know, possible starting candidate for us. And, you know, the, the bottom line is then is overall production. And so there's been a lot of things that he's done well that are setting him up to be uh, at least considered for one of the starting roles. This weekend, you have a three-game road trip. Friday through Sunday, you're playing West Carolina, Coastal Carolina, and then West Virginia. Who are some other guys besides Cam and Ty you're looking to step up and show you what they can do in this road trip? We need to make some adjustments from last weekend. You know, I, I knew that would happen. A lot of times, you just need to go play games so guys understand that some of the things that you've talked about and worked on need to be implemented. I'm looking for great improvement from the entire group. I think we can be a good team. Uh, we've got a very tough schedule up front, uh, which I like because you have to do things properly and you have to elevate your game. You have to play at a high level. There's not one or two people. I think everybody that played got on the field and even some guys that maybe didn't get in last week have learned some things and, and we all need to be better going into this weekend. Well, Edge of URC podcast is definitely following University of Illinois baseball and is hoping for a great season and looks like you're putting things together to make that happen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this year and uh, looking forward to to coaching this group. It's a great group of people. They've worked extremely hard, and uh, I know we're going to be highly successful. Well, baseball coach Dan Hartlib, we want to give you a big thank you for joining the show. Hopefully we can have you on sometime again in the future. No problem. I'll look forward to talking to you again, hopefully uh, with some uh, wins after a couple more weekends. Now let's go to Ty. 
who was having quite an interesting night when I got to speak to him. I always like the stories or movies or books where there's somebody that people doubt them. That's a good word. People doubt them, don't think they're going to get the best out of their abilities, can't do something, too small, too short, too fat, too, you know, whatever. The perfect example that I have had since being a sports journalist for 15 years, February 5th of this year was 15 years in the business. I feel like an old man. We can talk about that later. But the perfect example of somebody showing doubters that they're just doubters and hey look at me i can do this is hall graduate and current university of illinois pitcher tyra barchik i have him on the show we'll talk about that illinois baseball and everything else ty how's it going not bad just living life in champagne oh you gotta love champagne yeah no i love i love it here so i have to do this so before we got to talk and i pushed the record button we had an instance involving printers. You losing your cool? Maybe didn't yeah, do it, no, but maybe. I was, I was I was gonna lose it. I, I mean, I was I was trying to get out of Slayer because I got a long day. I got a pack. I got class all day. I got a lift tomorrow at six in the morning. Right from there, I got I got class all the way up until pretty much the bus. So I was trying to get all my stuff done tonight. But uh, I go up there to print one of my papers for my class tomorrow, and I go to one computer. I wouldn't connect to the printer. I go to the, I go to the next computer. Wouldn't connect to the printer, and then after that, I was about ready to lose it. If the third one wasn't going to work, I was about ready to throw that computer out the window. <laughs> no, for real though, I was going to lose it. This isn't the first instance either. Like, this has happened before where the computers aren't linked up to the, to the printers or whatever. But I was going to lose it. You are at the University of Illinois. You would think they would do better here. <laughs> no, they do a pretty good job. But I don't know. That might be one aspect they could improve on. Had <laughs> to study all her one hours. So I waited for you to get back to your place so we could talk. And while I was waiting, I'm like, I hope he doesn't get arrested. I Hopefully he doesn't throw this printer through a window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was close. <laughs> well, in the intro, you know, I said you're a perfect example of, you know, rising to the challenge, silencing doubters. I'm going to give everybody just a little bit of what you were able to do in your baseball career so far, and then we'll talk Illinois baseball. Is that cool? Perfect. First of all, how tall are you? I am um, listed at 5'9", but to be exact, I'm 5'8", three quarters. 5'8", three quarters. Well, I like 5'9". It's a, it's a bigger number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not a tall guy. No, not by any means, no. And you heard it, and you would share it with journalists and your teammates and stuff like that, like, hey, it doesn't bother me, I'm going to play baseball. Exactly, no. Like, wherever I go, size is... It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I feel like I'm the tallest guy in the room wherever I go. And I, I mean, that's how I act. That's how I carry myself. Like it has no bearing whatsoever on anything I do. It doesn't hold me back in any aspect of life. And it didn't at Hall. You helped lead the Red Devils to the 2018 Class 2A State Championship. Your senior season, you went six and two with a 1.26 ERA, 72 Ks, 21 wins through your high school career. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I expect nothing less. I mean, I, I put the work in. I, I work extremely hard, and to get those results, are, I mean, I expect that. To say the least, I expect that. I, I have my ups and downs, but, I mean, I expect to compete well and compete and do everything that I know I'm capable of doing. Definitely, and at this point, I know you're capable of doing them as well. I've watched you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the people, there's still doubters. Though. There's still people saying, like, I'm not this, I'm not that. I mean, there's it's going to be like that my whole life, I feel. But, I mean, people are always going to talk. It has no bearing on what I think or what I feel. 
at all whatsoever. I mean, it's irrelevant. Since we're talking about this right now, does that sometimes give you an advantage or, you know, when you're trying to silence doubters or trying to prove that you can do something to somebody, isn't that sometimes an advantage rather than a disadvantage? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. It, it definitely runs through my head when I'm out there. I don't know, I kind of just get all these negative, like negative things that people said to me and thoughts and it builds up, it builds up over time in my head. And when I get on the mountain, it's just kind of a place for me to like let everything go and say, well, know what I am this, I am that. And so you can say whatever you want, but I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do me, I'm going to perform to what I know I'm capable of doing. After Hall, you went to Parkland College for a year. That was last year, your freshman year in college. I enjoyed that. You went nuts there. <laughs> you went you went eight and one. I had to. I had to. I used Parkland as a stepping stone and in order for me to get to the next point I had to I had to do that. I had to go crazy. I had to really perform to get where I wanted to be. And originally when I went there I wanted to get drafted, but then after the year, I matured a little more. I wanted to get an education. I wanted to go to school, play uh, collegiate baseball, live the Division One lifestyle for a little bit. At Parkland, you were 8-1 and one with a 0.96 ERA in 56 innings with 10 walks, 52 strikes. You won all kinds of award and honors, including NJCAA, All-American Second Team. You were the Region 24 Player of the Year. You were the Parkland Male Freshman of the Year. You were the Midwest Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Year. Your trophy shelf at your parents' house got a lot bigger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I expect nothing less. I mean, I, I really do. I put the work in. I do. I make a lot of sacrifices. So it just comes with it. It just goes to show that hard work really does get you places and it gets you where you want to be. Pushing through that season. Eight and one record. That one loss was in the playoffs. I mean, I pitched extremely well that game, too. We just didn't really hit. Not to put any blame on our hitters, but we just didn't. We just didn't hit. Yeah, unfortunately, that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I pitched extremely well that game, and we just, uh, we didn't play to the level that we uh, are capable of that day. Did you go to the mound? I mean, you start off 8-0. Did you go to the mound every game thinking like, hey, this is my ticket to the next level. Hey, I have to do this so I can get to a place like University of Illinois or wherever uh, else was, I'm going to go. I had more focus on the task at hand that day. I would just take one game at a time, one day at a time, and i do what I had to do each day in order for me to get better each day because at the end of the day that's all it's about is getting better each day and the rest just took care of itself i wasn't thinking like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this to get to the next like i was thinking i gotta i gotta do this in order to win this game pitch well this game and it just it just built up over time and season went and it went well i got to where i wanted to be i mean in the back of my mind of course yeah i was like i gotta do this to get to the next level where i wanted to be but i wasn't necessarily thinking about that every day i was more day-to-day -day, like winning day each day and that's what I was focused on. I wasn't necessarily focused every day on getting to the next place. It was more day by day. When along the season did your mentality start changing from like, hey, I want to get drafted to, hey, I want to go to a D1 college? Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't really getting any professional looks. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting any professional looks in my freshman year. I mean, I was only a freshman. Like, a lot of people go to junior college for two years, and they develop through two years. I mean, I went through that one year, and... I wasn't getting any professional looks yet. I was getting Division One offers and Division One looks, and it just seemed more appealing to me at the moment to go to Division One. So, and then it started clicking. Like, hey, if I'm in a D1 college, that means I'm getting some of the best education in the country. Extremely smart school. Extremely, it's a good school. I mean, I, I love being here. I love the education. I'm glad I'm a, I'm a part of this. You just wish the printers would work better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I just wish their parents would work. <laughs> it's such a hassle, man. Like I'm telling you, I go I go to school in the morning, and like sometimes I go to print stuff off right before class, and I'm thinking that I'm just gonna be there for like five minutes, print something off. It'll take me like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to print something off. Sometimes then I have to go down to my uh, one of my advisors and be like, hey, can you print this off for me? And she does it in like two seconds. I'm like, what? <laughs> To start cutting out the middleman and go straight to the advisor. Yeah, the thing was, she wasn't she wasn't there tonight, so I had I had to go I had to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. At the end of your Parkland career, when did University of Illinois become the pick, and why did you pick University of Illinois? It had a lot to do with I played with a lot of the kids over the years, and it's in Champaign. I love Champaign. I was in Champaign last year at Parkland. I love the area. I'm comfortable with the area. I'm comfortable with the kids on the team. I played with a. I'm sorry. I played with a lot of kids through the Sparks, which is a travel team up Chicago area. I played with, uh, of course, Cam. I'm not gonna name everyone off, but I played with a lot of the kids. And it was just, it was just a good fit, and I felt like I felt comfortable as soon as I got here. Like I, I, I was comfortable with the kids in the program already. Let's talk about the preseason, because I spoke to you in between Parkland and Illinois, and you were saying, "Hey, I'm trying to be." You know, somewhere in the rotation, I don't know. I think I talked to the pitching coach, and he's like, hey, we'll see where Ty is at and try to get him in where we can. And right. come to the season, you're the second starter. You started the second game of the season. Right. Talk about yeah. that and how you worked yourself into that role. Like I said, I, I work extremely hard, and I expect nothing less. But also, going off that start in the second game, this week coming up, I will not be starting. I will be coming out of the bullpen, because what we're doing right now with our new pitching coach, Mark Allen, he set up this system where, like, for the first three weeks, we're going to do, like, a piggyback system, and we're going to flip starters. Essentially, we got, like, eight guys that are potential starters, and we're going to flip each of the three weeks. I don't know if it's going to last after this week or not, but we're going to flip. So I'll be coming out of the bullpen this week, but the next week following, I will be starting again. Then once conference starts, he's going to have a better understanding of who's a guy and who's not a guy or who deserves the starting spots for conference games. Awesome. In your start on Saturday against Seton Hall, it was a 10-2 loss, but the loss was not charged to you. You went five innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. How did it feel to be on the mound and be able to do that, you know, a D1 game? I mean, it was definitely a, a release. I mean, I wanted to get that off because I wanted to show everyone here, like, what I can do, what I'm capable of doing within, within the team. And within the coaching staff, like, I can do this, and I've been doing this my whole life, and I want to show you that I'm going to do this here, and I'm going to continue to do it. Like, because that's just going to have my ups and downs, of course. I'm probably going to get rocked a couple games because it's just baseball, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to have a steady mindset. I'm going to have the same mentality day in and day out, and I'm going to compete. I'm going to compete, and that's at the end of the day, that's all you can do is compete. You mentioned Cam earlier. It's got to be an awesome feeling to be back at the ballpark with Cam McDonald, who also played at Hall. For sure. Just like I was telling a reporter today, me and Cam, we grew up together. We we hop on the bikes. We go play sandlot ball together. And for us to be able to be on the same team in college, not only in college, but at a Division One school, uh, playing for a, a Power 5 school, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty special. Has it uh-huh. sunk in like, hey, I am at University of Illinois. I am in a Big Ten team. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, definitely. As soon as I committed, it sunk in because I expect this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I put in the work. I do the time. I make the sacrifices. I mean, I expect this. I feel like I belong here. I mean, I always felt like I belong here regardless when the situations weren't going my way. When no one was calling, I was like, I belong there. I'm not getting the calls right now. I'm, I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I said, you're the true definition of silencing doubters. Yeah, yeah. True definition. Well, before we get out of here, I wanted to, this is going to surprise you. I wanted to wish you a belated happy birthday. Your birthday was February 11th. I saw yeah, that and I was like, I got to tell him happy birthday. Yeah, I'm the big 20 now. No longer a teenager. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get in your 30s. I'm 34. You got 14 years to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But no, just thankful for everything, though. I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy I made this far, man. I mean, nothing's ever promised, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so many things are happening in this world. So many things could happen. And um, I'm healthy. I'm playing baseball at the University of Illinois. I'm just extremely happy with my life. I'm sure you've heard this before. You always want to, you know, push forward and try to get to the highest level you can, but you can't right. forget about the journey either. Right. No, definitely. I mean, reflecting reflecting is necessary. That means not every once, but like every once in a while, you know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, you got to reflect and look at all you've done and give yourself credit. I mean, a lot of times we just get so caught up in what we're doing right now and what we're looking for in the future, but the only thing that's ever happened is right now in, in the past. Definitely. That was like message time. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an inspirational guy, man. I'm deep thinker. <laughs> Are you going to become a philosopher while you're at University of Illinois? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. So then you're going to start teaching everybody in, on the bus trips and road trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, what are you studying at, at Illinois? I'm a, I'm a kinesiology major. Okay. Like sports medicine? Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Physical trainer, trainers. Um, I mean, ideally, I want to be like say baseball doesn't work out because you know you never know what's going to happen. Say baseball doesn't work out, I, I'd probably like to be a coach somewhere, pitching coach somewhere, something like that. So I'm just kind of like studying like the body movements related with baseball and stuff like that. I mean, I haven't got that specific yet in my in my schooling, but just going over the kind of like the basics right now. Pretty much going to stick around baseball for your entire life. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is my life. I, I absolutely love baseball. And, couldn't imagine my life without it, so I, I always want to be around the game. Speaking of uh, stuff I couldn't live without and stuff I love to do, I, I actually just picked up the guitar, and I've been playing for like a year now. I'd say I'm, I mean, I say I made a lot of strides in the last couple months. I mean, I, I, I think I'm starting to get good. So now you're a guitar player as well? Yeah, I had to pick something else up. I mean, I do a lot, but I, I play guitar in my free time and stuff like that. So what kind of classic songs do you play that people would know? I started working on some like Jimi Hendrix type stuff. I really like John Mayer. It's not classic, but John Mayer, not John Mayer. I started working on his type of music like that. Well, the beginning of John Mayer might be classic now. We're talking early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, I started dabbling in his music, stuff like that. There you go. That's right. what I was talking about, classics. Yeah, classic. Stevie Ray Vaughan, like Eric Clapp, worked on a couple of his songs. What song do you feel you play the best right now? The song that I play the best, it's not necessarily one of my hardest songs that I like. I can play because, like, my fingers, my fingers are getting pretty like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like trained or something like that. Like trained. The uh, word, the word that uh, most people would use is calloused. Yeah, callous. Yeah, callous. Uh, but like, just used to the fretboard. Like, used to like can just get places quick. You know what I'm saying? It's a simple song. You are my sunshine, like my only sunshine. You, you know that song? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a simple little song. I mean, I love playing that song. I don't know. And it's a sad song, but I don't know. It makes me happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. like, in reality, it's a sad song, but I don't know. I, I like playing it. I also like playing the Slow Dancing in the Burning Room, John Mayer. 
like that that little intro that he has. Okay. I like, I like, yeah, yeah. But I play that pretty well too. I feel nice. How many hours a week would you say you put on on the guitar? On the guitar, I don't know. It's pretty hectic with baseball and school lifting and stuff like that. But over break, I put in a lot of work. <laughs> over break, I put in a lot of work for sure. But um, a week during school. I don't know. Before, like definitely before I go to bed, I'll, I'll I'll play the guitar. I have three now. I have an electric. I have acoustic, and then I just got a baby Taylor the other day for my birthday. So now you're gonna be like a guitar connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's an expensive hobby. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I like collecting. They're cool. Well, Ty, I want to say thank you for joining us. I mean, you proved what you can do on the baseball field at Hall. Parkland, and I don't see anything different at University of Illinois. Thanks for joining us, my man. No, I appreciate the time, and I'm just going to continue to climb and do me. Appreciate it.